You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Team Stripe Podcast. This is episode 64. I'm Ross Cromaldi, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Brennan Est. What's up, dude? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream right now. We finally got some rain down here in Dallas last night. Massive storm. Got to go golf this morning. There's playoff hockey on every day. I don't think life could get a whole lot better right now, if we're being honest. No, I, I, I think I agree. It definitely can't. The Lightning are up 3-1 to one on the Blue Jackets. My, uh, my four-game sweep prediction that I made last week that was very stern did not come true, but, you know, we're close. I was going to say one up, game off there probably. Up three to one, so I'm rocking my Lightning jersey, one that gives uh, Brendan bad dreams, <laughs> my 2004 Stanley Cup jersey. Cutting Sorry, deep buddy. Here. You're cutting deep here. I am. I am. <laughs> I am purposely wearing this shirt, this jersey just for you. So, um, well, uh, I, be, oh, I, I think today's going to be a me and you episode because we yeah. couldn't be a guest. Unfortunately, I think we have to jump right in to probably the biggest headline of the week that we had was Tampa and Columbus game one game and, one. Uh, and Five game overtime. two, maybe. Five <laughs> overtimes. I mean, well, really, it was game one, game two, and game two and a half. Period one of game three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Absolutely that was... wild. I mean, how do you how do you play for that long without just just like somebody score eventually, how right? Re- how do you referee that long? Yeah, that would really suck. I was texting people like, eventually, they got to just kick one in. Yeah, like at at a certain point, when you say, "Okay, I'm just gonna kick it in myself, call it a goal, <laughs> and we're gonna go home." Like I, uh, I texted one of my buddies, um, and he was working, uh, the, uh, the flames game, right? Flames and yep. Dallas. Yep. And, uh, and he said that he watched the game, the start of the game in his hotel room and then went and worked his game and got back to the hotel room <laughs> and watched the end of the lightning and blue jackets. Yeah. I think, I think the official game time was seven hours ish or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like six and a half, seven hours. Yeah. I mean, I just like, what do you do for five overtimes, especially as a referee or a linesman? I mean, like you're out there for the whole time. Like, what are you eating in between the periods? Like anything, (laughs) just bring pizza or what? Well, then again, though, it's not like the game back in 2000 that I remember watching as a kid where they were ordering pizza between periods. You don't um, think there was any pizza? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll have to try to get some uh, insider information on what they were doing. I would assume lots of uh, lots of fluids, maybe something to eat, maybe an IV. Who knows? <laughs> that would just – Maybe some oxygen. I'd be asking for double the pay because I worked two games. <laughs> well, <Jeepers>. unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but besides that game, I mean – I, I think it was funny, though, because obviously Boston Carolina was supposed to play game one. The social media aspect of it was fantastic. Oh, it was it was awesome. My favorite tweet was when the Hurricanes PR people tweeted, at NHL, hey, mm-hmm. the Lightning and Blue Jackets are hogging the ice. We're supposed to play at eight. 
I uh, it was funny. I saw a picture of it was it was the uh, Hurricanes players, and they were sitting in like the the warm up room wherever they've been warming up so far, and they're just sitting there watching it on TV. And I'm kind of sitting there. I was like, guys, you know, you could just stroll out to the ice and stand at the Zamdor and make this a Pee Wee tournament again. Yep. But <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I just thought it was funny that that game obviously got delayed. They had to play it the next day at whatever. I think it was 11 a.m. Yeah, it was 11 start time or something, something crazy. And then they decided to go to what, OT or double OT, I want to say? Double. Yeah. They went to double overtime. I mean, that's just, that's just insane. Yeah. It, it was fun, but it was, that was insane. Cause I remember, I think like most everybody, I started watching the, the five overtime game and I started watching it. And then I tuned into the Flames game. So I completely stopped watching the game. And then Flames game I ended. I was at work the whole time. Yeah, like I mean, people had full shifts. Like it was, yeah. it was a full day of work. Like I, I, I remember Flames game was done. I looked at the NHL Game Center, and it was like, oh, oh, this game's still going on. And I was driving in to go referee that night, and the game went on still for probably two more periods. It was, it was insane. But that series has actually been fun to watch it for has. me. I, I like. Tampa's possession all wise, of them are, play, all of them, all of them have been pretty good. I think everyone's either up two uh, one or three one. Mm-hmm. The only one that I think tied is Flames and uh, Dallas. Yeah, Flames and Dallas is two two. Oh, the Islanders are up on the wa- on the Caps three zero. Yep, the Caps are going be... home tomorrow. Chicago's probably going home tomorrow. Probably. We shall see. And then Boston's leading two to one. Uh, well, play... crazy thing in the Boston series is Tuca said, I'm going home. Yeah, did, what did you think of that? Um, I – if it's for what some people are saying as far as it might be a mental health thing, there are bigger things in life than hockey. 100%. And I hope his teammates understand that if it's, if it's a mental health issue that he's dealing with, that they need to – you know, be supportive of him and not necessarily, you know, mad at him for leaving. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't, I don't, think obviously you're not, mad. you're not, you're not going to leave your team if it isn't something really bad. So all the best to Tuca. Hopefully everything goes well. It sucks that he had to opt out, but you know, it, it is what it is. Life goes on and they got, um, Yaroslav Halak, yep. who's a decent goaltender himself. And, you know, I think they'll be just fine. He stood on his head in game three, if I remember correctly. So I I think everything will be all right with the Bruins. It it sucks, you know, but it's just one of those things. Hockey isn't the most important thing, and obviously Tuca's got some personal shit that he's got to deal with. Yeah, and that's – I mean, nobody's going to ever blame him for that. I think the general consensus around the Bruins where they they supported him fully, and I mean, yeah, I mean – Hockey's hockey's not always first, and that's understandable. Yep, that exactly. series has also been fun to watch. Um, a lot. I, of, I just love watching the bunch of jerks. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean they're, they're they're a fun team to watch, and I mean like anybody with with a coach like Brenda Moore, you would want to yep. absolutely run through a wall for that guy. Exactly. Considering he's what fifty and could still probably play in the league. Oh, hundred percent, he could. But uh, you could definitely still fight half the guys in the league. Oh, and probably win. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. 
I think then, the biggest surprise that I've seen so far is the Canucks leading two to one over uh, the Blues here. Yeah, yeah, game three tonight at ten thirty. So we'll see what happens. Nope, game four tonight. Oh, game four. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. game four. You're good. Game four on Monday. So by the time this airs, we will know if Canucks are up three to one or it's going to be two two. I have a sneaky suspicion it's going to be a three one lead for the Canucks. As much as I don't want that to happen. Yeah, we'll see. I'm all for it. So, and then we had a crazy referee injury. Kevin Pollock getting yes. hit in the face, breaking his jaw, and I believe Trevor Hansen had to come in as the standby referee mm-hmm. and take over. <laughs> did, so, did you see Trevor come into the game? No, I, I, I saw him, like, puffing himself up. Oh, like, he – I, I don't know if he took some pre-workout right before, but he was amped up. Just – he came out just flying. And it – I – I thought it was funny, but at the same time, like in my head, I was like, yeah, I'd be doing the exact same thing if I was him. I'd probably be doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, uh-oh, I'm in this game with four like, minutes left. Yeah, I'm here, whatever. Let's I would, go. I would just be scared because there's four minutes left in a hockey game. Yeah, right. That would be so oh, wow. weird. So there, there was only four minutes left. I uh-huh. didn't that. Gotcha. So he, well, he came in okay. and – I guess at that point, if you're in a crucial part of the game, yeah, you got to get your head into it real quick if you're only going to work four minutes. It would it would just be insane though to like, you're just you're sitting there, you're watching two and a half, almost three periods, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, go in, yeah, and it's like, uh oh, yeah. But, well, it's never uh oh for those guys. No, but it's one of those things where it. it it's one of those situations where you kind of want to get out, like as a standby guy, obviously it's like, yeah, I get to get out there, but my buddy got hurt. So that sucks. But at the same time, like I haven't been out there the whole game. So if I come in and make a crucial penalty call that not necess- that might not necessarily been called by the other two guys. Now, granted at, at their level, you know, those guys are all pretty much calling the same thing anyway, but still, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, I do have one question for you because I know you've been sure. watching the Tampa Columbus game. I think it was, yeah, it was the five overtime game. I think it was Headman. Not a penalty shot. You didn't think so? 100%. I, I totally agree with that. Like 100% I, not a penalty shot. I thought Headman hustled. He took away the angle. He made a play on the puck. It it was a, it was a good defensive play. And honestly, too, like, you're in an overtime situation in a game where both of these teams have worked their tails off. If both guys are working hard, if the defender's working hard and you get, you know, like unless he truly takes away the scoring chance, like badly, like it's just that obvious. Mm -hmm. You're going to call something, but I don't know. I was okay with it. We did have two penalties in overtime. We had a puck over the glass, which nothing you can do there. And then we had the high stick, which, again, that's one of those um, you can't really do much with a, you know, when a guy catches a guy in the face with a stick. Like, you're, yeah, you're for sure. Um, but when you I, make a play like Hedman did, I have no problem with no call there. I do think, obviously, from the first look, like looking at it from TV, it well, was kind of like, how do we not call this? Where, yeah. But then you see the replays and you're like, that is a beautiful defensive play. Yeah. Why would you ever even call that? Yep. Well, the TV angle and the referee angle, obviously, we got a couple of different views. And the referee's got the best angle. Exactly. Um, um, 
Another oh. surprise is I think the Islanders just yes, boring everybody to sleep with their, their style, but somehow still beating Washington. You know, yeah, I was watching the game yesterday and there was a hit that first look at that I saw from the TV angle. I was like, dude, this guy's got to go. It was a minor for interference, but from the TV angle, first look full speed, it looked like he hit him in the head, shoulder to head. Yikes. And then uh, the the referees on the ice, uh, I know it was, uh, I think, Jean Hebert and I think Gord. Um, anywho, so they assessed a minor for interference, but getting that other view, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But looking at it live, I was like, holy crap, that's a headshot. That guy's gone. Yeah, I that is Perfect probably the only series of- I haven't paid attention to because as much as I respect the Islanders' defensive style of play, it it's is boring incredibly to watch. boring to watch. I mean, it's it is, but it isn't. I mean, it's it's great to have a 2-1 hockey game that ends in overtime, but it's like, holy smokes, like, we got – I think everybody's so used to a run-and-gun style that yeah, we see the trap now by any team, and it's just absolutely boring. Mm-hmm. That it is. And then you were telling me about something with a goalie having the wrong color tape on the top. Yes. Of the so – uh, per NHL rules, this is nowhere else that I'm fully aware of. I know USA Hockey, they don't care. I'm sure Hockey Canada doesn't care. Um, in the NHL, goaltenders have to have white knobs on their sticks. Like, the top of their sticks have to be white. Obviously, because somebody did black one day and they thought it was a puck and it's not. So, Anton Kadobin comes out for game four with a green knob. And... Uh, apparently somebody on Calgary pointed out, I don't know who, maybe it was a coach or video oh, coach. I'm looking at a picture of the Columbus and Lightning game, and the Columbus goalie's knob is blue. I mean, it's one of those ones where as a referee, you going to enforce it? Like, are no, you, no, you no. going to be – are you going to go over and be like, hey, uh, you, you got to have white? Like, yeah. to me, it well, doesn't it's matter. A, it'd be one of those things, like, if somebody gets – calls you out on it, I guess, right? Yeah, then you're like, oh, well, yeah, that is the rule. And I, and I think that's what happened here. So, Kadobin, I think – so, he had, he, had, he had his green and then, like, a strip of white around the top. And they're actually like, yeah, that's good to go. So, it was still okay. green. But he had a strip yeah. of white around the top because that's what the NHL requires. Gotcha. But, yeah, I'm looking at the picture. There's a strip of white on the top and mm-hmm. bottom of the knob of his stick. Yeah, and, and I, so I think it's – can't be a solid color other than white. Gotcha. So, I I mean, it's it's one of those rules that, I mean, you probably look at out of the 32 starting goaltenders in the league, 32 of them probably have their team color. Yeah. Why would you not? And, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, why enforce it unless called upon to? Yeah, I get that. I get but, that. Kind of like some of the other stuff that's that's in the book, like stick measurements and stuff. Yeah, like like, in, you're never – I actually – I saw a weird thing last night in a uh, adult league game down here. Guy had a curved stick. Okay. So it's, it's some brand. I don't know what – apparently it's from Michigan. And the stick literally, like, in the shaft is curved. Apparently it helps with the shot. Now, this is coming from a D-League beer leaguer, so, like, I don't know. 
how much I trust them. I mean, that. I've seen the Bauer sticks that have holes in the blade. You know, this is the shaft is is curved into two, so it's it's like a roller coaster. It was the weirdest thing ever. And like in my head, I'm like, is that legal? And I'm like, there's nothing that says it's not. But like I was like, because I even asked him, I was like, where did you get this from? And he's like, oh, it's a company up in Michigan. Like it helps with your shot speed and, and things like that. And I was just like, how would right. you? I was like, how? Like, I, I grabbed it because I'm like, okay, like, I kind of want to know, like, how I would play with this. And I, I grab it and I'm, I'm kind of sticking out of the pocket. I'm like, how would you? Like, it felt so weird. And I was like, man, like, that's just one of those things where it's like, it's not an illegal stick that I'm aware of. And if it is, somebody please tell me because I should yeah. probably know. I, but I, I was, yeah, I, I don't think that's a thing. As far as it being illegal. I've never seen a curved shaft before. Because, like, you look at it and it goes Amazing. to the right. It was... That's that's funny. Yeah, it was well, it was mind-blowing. Since we're, we're talking about rules, it's a perfect segue to the USA hockey stuff. And, and I know I registered for my 18th season this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um... I have, I, I, I'm, I'm usually a procrastinator when it comes to doing all this stuff. I did do the background check already, though. That I would. Um, so as far as I know, that came back clean. <laughs> um, anywho, so yeah, let's talk about these USA hockey tests specifically. You know, for our American listeners. So you said you did the level four open book and you didn't pass it. Yeah. So me being me. I, t- I, I applied for the level four and I go in to do the closed book or the open book, sorry. And me being me for some reason at like 3 a.m. one morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. So I, I hopped on my computer, opened it up and you need a 45 to pass. And I was doing fine. And then all of a sudden I, I, I got a 44 out of 50. And I'm like, oh boy. And looking back at the questions. Hey, dude, don't feel bad. I almost always fail the open book the first time. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. But I don't, I like, don't use my book when I take it. So, you know, because we're, we're supposed to, but who does, right? Um, it's, it's, it was one of those things where, like, I looked back at the questions that I missed. You know, obviously, because I'm, I'm in my head, I'm like, what, what did I miss? And so I go back and, like, Three of them, it was it was those weird ones of like, if X, Y, and Z happens, you have to call X, Y, and Z, but here's your options, but here's the other rule you could call, and it's just like, oh my lord. Like it was, it, it was, you know, and I mean, I, I saw one of them, and it was, uh, it was if the goalie comes out to play the puck and then freezes it, uh, what do you call? And obviously it's a delay a game because there was no pressure or whatever. But the options are, it's option A is stop play nearest end zone faceoff. Option B, delay a game minor penalty. And then option C, A and B. Is it A and B the answer? Yes. Cause like, but, like, here's here's my thing with that. So, but does the question say there's no pressure on him? And does the question say he's in? He is in or not in the goaltender privileged area? Let me pull up the question. Um, 
But here's my issue with that is to me, it's almost, it's like, duh, of course I'm going to blow the whistle, right? Like the goalie has the puck covered. Yeah. And then it's like, of course we're going to go to the nearest end zone faceoff. To me, like it, it, it's, it is common sense. Why would we call a delay a game penalty? Let me let me find this question. Um, and while you're looking for that, I'm I'm looking at uh, Colorado is up two nothing on the Arizona. Yes, they are. Um, let's see. Well, I remember a question last year that got me. It was um, the puck is fired down the ice, and it crosses the goal line. Where is the faceoff? Icing. That was the question. Yeah. No, it wasn't icing. It was a goal. Face of off center ice. Like you didn't you didn't say it went in the net. It just says it crosses the goal line. Well, everything's the goal line. Like that entire line is the goal line. So Yeah. Yeah. So here's the question. I found it. It's it is the goalkeeper skates out of the goal crease to cut down the angle on a shooter. Following the shot, the goalkeeper catches the puck and drops it to the ice. He then decides to cover it in order to obtain a stoppage. The referee should A. Stop play and hold faceoff at the nearest end zone faceoff spot. B. Assess the goalkeeper penalty for the leg game. Or C. Both A and B. Well, it says there was a shot on goal. So you would assume that the attacking team is going to continue to put pressure on the goaltender. So he made the save, dropped the puck, and then covered it? Correct. Mm, end zone faceoff. There's no delay a game there. So the answer is both A and B. Yeah, I understand that. But where's the delay a game? Um, let's see. It's Rule 614, Situation 9 in the USA Hockey Book. Okay. It is... A goalkeeper skates out of the goal crease to cut down on the edge, blah, 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 blah. Um, hold on. I cannot read that. Uh, let me pull it up right quick. Sorry, I can't read it because it's too small. Six, ah, four, two. No worries. No worries. Well, it's just one of those things. Let's let's be honest about the USA Hockey Open Book and Closed Book Tests. Like, they're – they may or not may not be written the best. Like some of the questions are really good and some of them make you think. Oh, three nothing Colorado. But the then first. you have other questions like this, and you're just like, I don't understand what you're trying to ask me. Yeah, I mean I get that I get that we're in the situation manual and this stuff is there. And but I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to have a play happen and then go to a coach and say, "Well, in the USA Hockey Situation Manual, under Rule This, Situation That, this is what it says to do." Like, yeah, I, I definitely don't disagree. I mean, like, I I understand they they want us to um, tr- and not. They they want to try and trick us, but at the same time they don't. Yeah, um, like I just feel like that's a trick question. Yeah, I I've always found it really what frustrating. Were some other, what were some of the other ones that you didn't get right? Um, I honestly can't remember off. The I top know of my a head. few people had questions where 
they were like the same question, but the verbiage was slightly different. Yep. So the answer was different and people got both of them wrong because they didn't read the verbiage. Like they just assumed instead of actually reading it. Yeah. I got, I got one wrong like that. Cause it was, uh, it was, it should have been penalized under head contact. And for some reason I, I was like, Oh, it's an elbow. Cause he hit him with the elbow. Gotcha, but it was probably an elbow to the head. It was. Which goes under. But head contact. Now, here's a penalty to talk about. Elbowing. When do you call an elbow? When the hit's high, usually to the head. Well, if we have head contact and we want to intend for that hit, why is elbowing even still in the rule book? It should just be if you elbow a guy, to intend. Because that head elbow... Contact. That elbows usually go into the head. Like, why do we even have it there? No, I, I definitely don't disagree. So, obviously, like, for me, in the creative officiating that I like to do, I'm going to call the elbow. Mm-hmm. Because I, cause I'm like, man, that's not a hit that deserves a 12-minute penalty. But I'm just a linesman. So, when I'm, when I'm calling penalties, they got bigger issues than me calling elbowing or head contact. So, uh, I, I have the rule pulled up for the goalkeeper one. And the situation is a goalkeeper skates out of the goal crease to cut down the angle of a shooter. Following the shot, the goalkeeper catches the puck in the air and drops it to the ice. Um, this one says he then decides to hold it against the boards, net, ice, or his body to a stand, ob- obtain a stoppage of play. Should the referee assess a minor penalty for delaying the game? Yes. Reason being is this action by the goalkeeper is not to is not considered to be done in the act of playing goal and should be penalized. If the goalkeeper had sufficient time to drop the puck to the ice, he must be forced to play it. Here's my issue with that. Goalkeeper but makes a glove more, save. But that's more in-depth and detailed than the open book question. I agree, but here's my issue with that, though. Goalkeeper makes a glove save, puts it down, to see if he can make a quick, quick pass up ice. And then all of a sudden he sees three, four checkers coming at him. And he goes, oh, shit, and puts his glove on, on the puck. I mean, like, it's, it's like, let's make the smart hockey play, not let's cause a turnover and probably end up in the back of our net. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, have, I have issues with that one, personally. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, you got to remember we're just answering questions on a test. Mm-hmm. You know that is checking boxes. So, like, you just kind of deal with it. Obviously, application is going to be different than written. And I think that's the biggest issue because you want you want your officials to know the rules. But it's one thing to know the rules, yeah, and then how to apply these rules. Yeah. Well, that comes down to the artist versus the scientist. Like there's two types of referees. There's your artists who don't necessarily know the rule book very well, but they can get themselves through a game very well. They communicate with coaches. Well, they communicate with players. Well, they, they have a good feel for the game. And they just they they're like kind of like a player's referee if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you're doing justice to the game of hockey itself kind of thing. Not that this, not that the scientist isn't, but then you have your scientist where it's, I know rule 101 through 640 by the way it's worded and there's no gray area. There's no this, there's no that everything's automatic. So like they're very scientific in their approach where it's, you know, this, 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 like very, um, very defined. And they don't necessarily like take the temperature of the game when they're calling a penalty. Or, so, or they dig too deep into the situation manual and a situation like that happens or calling a delay a game penalty. And now we got a coach that's flipped his shit because the shot came on the goalie. He went to play it and it's like, oh no, there's attackers and he covers the puck. Like, have fun justifying that. Yeah, I'd be losing my mind as a coach personally. So it's just one of those things, like, as a referee, you have to find that balance of artists and scientists. Mm-hmm. Might not necessarily be, you know, the right thing to be too much, you know, all artists or all scientists, but you kind of want that happy medium. Obviously, we want everybody to know the rules. Obviously, we want everyone to apply them correctly. But at the same time, like, there's a time and a place for calls. I agree. Like, like Tonight, I have uh, a couple of B-League games. What's a penalty in B-League isn't necessarily a penalty in Advanced League. Just like what's a penalty in a U18 AAA game, it probably isn't a penalty in a junior game. You know, like, because the, the mentalities are different. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think, I mean, that that's obviously the hardest thing about the USA Hockey Rulebook is it's written for – you well, it's time. written for everybody. It's yes. written for your day one level one who's never refereed a game before in his life. And it's also written for a guy like myself or others that have been doing this 15, 20, 30 years with the no black and white. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the biggest only black issue. No gray. Yeah. Because I, I mean, it's it's obviously, it's one of those things where it's it's not ever going to be solved because there's no, unless you have a different rule book for every level. I mean, it's never yeah. going to work. I mean, we kind of do with you know Pee Wee and Below, then Bantams, then High School, then Midget, then Adult. Yeah, but it all operates under the same thing with minor differences. Yeah, uh, and and I mean, like, it's it's tough to go from a U18 double A game to a junior game because those standards are two completely different games. I, I remember, I remember my well, first junior what I game. Do in U18 game. Like it's a junior game. Yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> my first junior game. I remember at the end of the first period, I went to the locker room and I, I looked at the guys and they're like, you okay. And I was like, do we just like, this is kind of like murder ball. No. And they're like, no, this is just a normal junior game. Yep. And I was just like, so we're okay with murder ball? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, okay. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like this is – and then you start learning, okay, like this is what is a penalty in juniors. This is what's not. And yep. it's it's definitely tough to well, yeah, separate the two. It is. It definitely is. It's just one of those things. Like as you progress in your officiating career, 
and you learn your rule books and you learn how to apply them, like that's where you start leaning more towards artists from being, mm-hmm. you know, starting out maybe as a scientist or also too, I feel like guys that played the game they know also officiated a long time, not necessarily just, I just got done playing and uh, I'm going to go to the combine and now I'm in the NHL. Um, not that that's, there's anything wrong with that. It is what it is, but like you have to have a feel for the game, but definitely like learning and progressing and like feeling it out and all that like and and knowing when to apply certain rules at certain times it's, there's definitely it's it's there's an art to it i'm sorry there just is no and i i agree 100 i mean like even even me doing uh adult league up here in dallas i mean we have levels a through e and level a is all of those guys have played for the most part triple a or higher there's a few pros in there a bunch of ex pros. So it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, with you guys, I, I might let you, you know, get away with something that in a D league games getting called or one of my biggest thing is in junior hockey. um, If you shoot the puck in on net while it's delayed offside, it's not a whistle. It's just clear the zone. still. play on. I will, I will let the a leaguers do that. uh, Especially here. I mean, I'll give it to them, and then generally one to, of them. Because you're going to have so many freaking whistles. Exactly, and and generally once or twice they'll be like, "Isn't that a whistle?" And you're like, "Yes, but I'm trying to let you guys, you know, play good hockey." And yeah. then for the most part, they're always like, "Oh, awesome! That's that's great! Like, thank you!" And they appreciate that. Whereas in a D league game, it's like, "Yeah, well, it's offside." Yeah, well, so, also in a daily game, if there's an offside shot on goal, it's like someone murdered someone and they go ape shit about it. Probably. So, well, uh, with that, I guess we got to touch on seminars a little bit since yep. we're talking rules. I know here um, we got our instructions uh, schedule. Uh, we are doing everything via Zoom. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. Um, our level four seminar is with our district staff via Zoom. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to have like 30 or 40 people on a Zoom call, a couple of instructors. It's I know our first couple are probably going to be just an absolute disaster. But, you know, I think after our first or second one, when we get it all figured out, it'll all be all right. And I'm not going to lie. I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see this kind of seminar be an option in the future going forward. I was going to say, I, I kind of hope for that. Um, I think for, you know, maybe level one, definitely level ones, maybe level two. Um, well, I in think classroom. level one in person. Yeah, 100%. Sure. They have to be in a classroom. But like your level three seminar specifically, like Zoom. Yeah. Same. I mean, with especially in Dallas, our level four, I think there's generally thirty or forty of us in there, and it's the same thirty or forty guys every year. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's it's all nice to get back and and see everybody, but it's like we could do this over Zoom in about two hours and be done. Yeah, like I think that sounds a lot better than hey, let's go to this classroom, and have like a class me, session. This year, I was planning on going to the tenured. Mm-hmm. So I could get that status, but I still always plan on going to the four, like yeah. even though I'm tenured, 
like, cause here in Florida, we have such a small group of level fours that, you know, we all know each other and we all are all buddies and stuff. Like I still want to see everybody once a year. Like why not go? I just don't have to do the, uh, the test, test date anymore. Yeah. But I'm going to go hang out. Oh, 100%. I mean, maybe not when it's, maybe not when it's in Miami or, you know, a couple hours away, but if it's within an hour of me, usually either Tampa or Orlando, I'll definitely go. Yeah. I, I, I would like to see it all on zoom. Um, obviously for the level four skating test, I think that's one of those things where it's like, Hey guys, come in, do the, do the skating test, do the closed book, but everything else yeah. will be on zoom. Yep. I mean, I would be all on board I for that. that. I can, I can see that as well. Because that's, that's two hours on the ice in the classroom and then yeah. two hours on a Zoom call on a random Monday night. Yep, exactly. Say, same effect. I mean, everybody's going to listen the same. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, uh, obviously, if we take advantage of the technology going forward, um, a, lot, a lot can be done. A lot of things can be made better. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got some plans that I got to talk to um, uh, our our training people about within our association. So we'll see how that goes, but it'll be, it's going to be an exciting season. Lots of changes, lots of finding the new normal. I know up in the Northeast, it's going to be a shit show because I've been seeing like on the news that they're saying, Oh, you sports, you know, spreads COVID this and that. Meanwhile, down South, we're like, send it. (laughs) We've been in full swing still. Yeah. So I don't know. Going to be an interesting year. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be everyone take, take it as it comes. Don't get frustrated if things get canceled or don't happen. I know we have a big Labor Day tournament that usually takes place in Orlando. It's actually taking place in Wesley Chapel because the building in Orlando took some physical damage, Mm -hmm. but we are not, and we're not allowed to have any teams from out of state. Per Stayhoff, which is our state amateur hockey of Florida. So it's going to be pretty much every team in the state of Florida is going to be here um, with a tournament between Wesley Chapel and Brandon. So are so, teams allowed to travel out of state if they want to? Um, it, all I know is, is Sayhoff said they're not allowing teams to come in from out of state right now. Interesting. I mean, I have I have no clue what Dallas's Labor Day is tournament's going to be like it's generally an absolute gong show of just games galore from mm-hmm. 6 a.m to 10 p.m all day long yep. um we have six sheets that we're going to be using so we'll we'll see what happens yeah we i think we're gonna i think we have about 12 or 14 sheets in dallas we'll use mm-hmm. and it's just non-stop hockey for monday or friday through monday pretty much i have no clue what the tournament's gonna look like this year um, obviously there's Canadian teams that always come down that won't be here. Um, yep. yeah, but, they can't cross the border. yeah, so I have, I have no clue what our tournament's going to look like this year. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's, it's going to yeah, be I'm fun. Hockey's to, back. I'm excited to see everybody and hang out. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's why we do it. Um, but I've, I've no clue if it's going to be uh Texas only or Taha only cause we have Oklahoma as well. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, I mean, it's still going to be fun. It's still going to yeah. be hockey. Be good time, you know? Yeah. Well, I know we're both looking forward to our Labor Day tournaments. And I think our next thing, we have to mention the Team Stripes Academy. It is the master course presented by Don Koharski. 
and uh, the rest of some of the, the other Team Stripes gentlemen. Uh, Brendan, Logan, a couple of the other guys that, uh, that have appeared, and uh, as well as Mr. Jamie Koharski, who uh, has popped in on our Twitch stream. So uh, if you're looking for a master course on how to be a better referee, uh, definitely check that out. It's uh, definitely worth the money. Um, money well spent on on that uh, on the Team Stripes Academy. So and, I guess, uh, oh, go ahead. Don't forget to check us out on all our social medias. Uh, go Team Stripes is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, um, and Twitch, and Twitch, and which we need to plan Discord. a Twitch stream soon. And a I Discord. agree. I agree with that. Um, please, like, give us. I mean. Send us your wacky rules that you're seeing from these tests. I've only seen the level four tests. Send us stuff from the level two, level one, level three. And you Hockey Canada people, send us the same stuff. Come on. Please, because I want to learn those rules. And if anyone internationally is listening, also please uh, get on our Facebook group, the uh, Ice Hockey Referees Club, I think it is. Is that right? Uh, Ice Hockey Referee Club, yes. Yep. Send us, send us in rules. And, and also like if, uh, if anyone would like to be a guest, um, we're definitely, it, it, we're not just limited to, you know, guys that work high level hockey. It could be anybody. Let's say you're, you're a guy that's been working 25 years and all you've ever done is up to, you know, either some youth and some men's league. doesn't matter. Like everyone's got a story to tell. And I'm sure everyone's got some fantastic stories, so we wouldn't mind. Definitely, definitely hit us up if, if you think uh, we'd, uh, we'd, you'd be a good interview for the podcast. And also, uh, one last thing I have to mention is on our YouTube channel, I am going to start posting uh, daily recaps of stuff happening in the NHL. So start looking out for those. Uh, I will be as diligent as possible in posting those. And I think with that, it wraps up episode 64 of our podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks everybody. It was a pleasure, Brendan and uh, everyone keep watching hockey, enjoy the playoffs and uh, we will see you next week. Have a great week guys. Bye.